I think we've seen a correction, definitely 10% in a lot of areas, some 15. I'm, I'm expecting it to correct probably even further. I think as a result of you know, all of the press and talk of the market, say, correcting, that's in fact driven bias to the marketplace because people are like, well, we haven't got value in two years. Now maybe we can get some value. The linchpin to that is if you don't price correctly as a seller and as an agent, you're not going to see the benefit of that activity. So, you know, you've got to be really, really careful about where you present the home from a guide perspective and where you tell the owner it's going to land. You're listening to Elevate, the official podcast of Elite Agent for real estate industry sales professionals, property managers, and leaders. With thanks to our partner Connect Now, Elevate brings you the best tools, thinking, and strategies to elevate your results. To get access to all of Elite Agent's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast, visit joineliteagent.com. And for more information about how Connect Now can make moving easier on your clients, visit connectnow.com.au. Here is your host, Samantha McLean. Hey everyone, Sam from Elite Agent here. Since launching the Rubenstein Group, or TRG as we affectionately know it, in January 2019, Gavin Rubenstein has pretty much become a household name. He starred in two seasons of Lux Listing Sydney with a third on the way and is well known for his ambition for growth and never settling for average. So Gavin, I could have made this a really long intro, but I'm not going to. Gavin, welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, no, I mean, you've introduced me enough times by now, Sam, so it's like we're just... We're family having a catch up with the chat. So I appreciate that. Thanks for having me. I know it was almost like I wrote and rewrote my intro, like privileged to call him a friend and we go back for a long way and blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, so it is it is really great to have you here knowing how busy and everything you've been over the last couple of months, which brings my first question. How have you been? I've been really, really good. There's uh, obviously been a lot of stuff going on, which is which is all, all positive and all um you know, great learnings to be going through. It's that time of the year and obviously COVID being, being over coming into July, it's, um, it's time for me to unplug. So I definitely see the light at the end of the tunnel and then pretty focused on, on taking that break and relishing it more than ever before. But um, overall, really good and um, yeah, really, really, really grateful for everything that's, that's happened. Good and the bad. There is a lot to unpack today. Um, and, um, and, Look, we haven't really caught up since the Lux Listings premiere in Sydney. So how was that for you? Premiere was awesome. Uh, it was the most I've ever felt in terms of the closest to a Z-grade celebrity. Uh, you know, it was um, it was wild. It was, yeah, I don't know, man, the, the pace I move at is so quick and it's, it's so, it's quite intense and it's always focused on the next thing and, my issue is always, do I relish all of these things enough and do I savor them enough? And um, I mean, I never know the answer to that. I think it's hard to balance it, but the actual night was a ball. Like I had, I had my, my father there, which is great. I know you sat next to him and um, it was just, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty cool. It was, it was a pinch me moment. And um, I've had, I've actually had a lot of a lot of those pinch me moments, like particularly in the last six twelve months. And so, um, but awesome night, awesome experience, just awesome and great to go through. Yeah, well, it was it was lovely to meet your dad. I thought he was a real charmer, actually. And um, <laughs> I did say to him, "It's obvious now where Gavin gets his looks from." <laughs> He's such a good man. He's um, he's almost you know they don't make them like that anymore. And um, 
every time, like I talk to him a lot on the WhatsApp and the message, like almost daily at the moment, sometimes if not daily, every second day. And um, just salt of the earth, human gentleman. Yeah, really, really lovely. And and I can tell you now as proud as punch as, as any parent would be, I think. Yeah. So the market was pretty crazy last year, which we saw playing out on on TV, basically. And so, you know, things have kind of calmed down a little bit now. I have to ask you, over in the East, what's going on? Yeah, I think we've seen a correction, definitely 10% in a lot of areas, some 15. I'm, I'm expecting it to correct probably even further, which is not, it's not crazy considering the huge growth that we saw, you know, post-COVID 30, even up to like 50% in some areas and how quickly that happened. So I think um, ultimately what I have noticed is the market is very active. So what I mean by that is I think as a result of, you know, all of the press and talk of the market, say, correcting, that's in fact driven bias to the marketplace because people are like, well, we haven't got value in two years. Now maybe we can get some value. The linchpin to that is if you don't price correctly as a seller and as an agent, you're not going to see the benefit of that activity. So you know, you've got to be really, really careful about where you present the home from a guide perspective and where you tell the owner it's going to land. We got it wrong on the way up. We're going to get it wrong as it corrects. So, you know, my practice has always been process driven. Nothing really changes for me. You know, I'm always going to list and sell property. Um, if anything, I think in the, in the more challenging climates, a practitioner like myself um, gets busier. We get more business because, you know, vendors, when it gets a little bit hairy, they want to have that confidence even more so that their most valuable asset is going to someone who's going to get the job done. And um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm welcoming it with open arms. And, um, you know, that's underpinned by what happened in May for me, biggest month of my career, 83, 84 million personally, not the office. And um, we had an absolute ball doing it. So, yeah. Yeah. Congratulations on that. What an amazing result. Thank you. It was, it was a lot of fun. When we caught up just before the premiere, you did mention that you had big news coming, which we've seen the announcement now, and we sort of know that that's the that's a bit of a rebrand going on. So TRG is going to be known as TRG now rather than Ray White TRG. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how that all came about? It's a good question. I mean, is it a rebrand really? I've been planning this for a very long time. And so um, the, the Ray White TRG move was the move that was necessary to make at that specific time. Um, you know, and now we're where I always wanted to be, which is, you know, best way to describe it is unlimited creativity and opportunity in terms of growth, in terms of marketing. Uh, these are, these are two areas that I'm passionate about. These are two areas that, um, I've had the ability to excel in. Um, these are two areas that excite me, you know, and um, I'm very much looking forward to, to seeing that, you know, what we do with it. I think we're in 2022, you know, and and the brand that I have created with the help of a couple of really good people and now being refined daily is um, it's nothing outside the box, like in terms of going to shock people. Oh, it's so innovative and, uh, you know, signboards in the shape of stars or anything like that. It's none of that. I understand the basic principles of this of this business, but where, where the problem came up for me was having um, – you know, people who run the brand being the greater brand and them telling me how to market a property. Um, and there's no disrespect to them, but like, that's what I do. That's what I've done for 15 years. And I've got the view that very few people could do it as well as I can. And so that's where it became challenging. And I always knew that 
um, when the time was right, whereby I could create my own my own platform, and now is that time we'd be able to do some very special things. And so that's where we landed. And at the same time, I've always said every time we've caught up, the whites and I were were tight. We get along. Um, so you know, we're, there's definitely a tie there. There's a benefit to, to both sides in terms of having that tie remain intact. Um, and I'm excited to to just get to the next phase in the the next chapter. Yeah, amazing. So when do you move into Rose Bay? So Rose Bay, so I'm I'm retaining Wallara, right? That was part of the the challenge because there's obviously a Ray White Wallara around the corner. Um, and I'm not leaving here. No, no way now am I leaving here. You know, after what I what, what I invested in the last three years into um not only the building here, but also understanding this market, getting to like this market. And I see huge opportunity in this market. So I'm, I'm, I'm not going to throw away those three years. Um, and then obviously moving to, to Rose Bay, right, which is which will be HQ, but all under the same umbrella. It's not going to be TRG Rose Bay, TRG Valara. It's just one umbrella, TRG. Um, and just with the delays in construction, we're aiming for kind of September, October, all kind of depends on the OC. But I have got an agent who, you know, specializes in Willara Paddington, who's a great operator and who is also a good person whose name we will announce at a later date. Um, so then when we all move here and go into Rose Bay, he'll bring his team start in Willara. And then I'm just going to build this up again from scratch. You know, because I've got 25 seats here, a beautiful office, a brand new brand coming out um, and, and a pretty well-established profile. So, you know, time, time to capitalise. Yeah, absolutely. It's actually funny, like this, it feels like shades of the last time that we spoke when you first opened TRG, um, because at the time, you know, it was a bit of, it was a bit of an uncertain time and you were hiring at a time when everyone was going, oh, might be time to batten down the hatches. And I sort of feel like there is shades of that now, but you're still talking growth, growth, growth. Um, you know, so, so tell me, uh, did, does that scare you at all? No, hell no. Look, I'm in a very fortunate and unique position. Is there such thing as recession proof? What people always need to know is sales always need to occur. There are always going to be sales. It doesn't matter if the market goes up. It doesn't matter if the market goes down. There are just natural causes for property transactions and sales, particularly in, in my area. So people need upsize. People need a downsize. Um, you know, all of these sorts of reasons whereby it will ensure that there are transactions. Now, there may be less turnover, um, but the reason I'm in, in this position is because for the last 15 years, I've sacrificed everything to build up a skill set that is huge value to owners. Um, and so irrespective of how the market goes, I'm in a very, very good position to get lion's share of those listings, you know, as proven by, by my last 15 years of practice. So am I worried? No. I've got the best people around me too. I mean, that's just just evolved even better from, from where it was three years ago when we had this conversation about Ray White TRG, you know, some phenomenal people around me and in the business now supporting me through it all. So, um, no, I'm excited. I'm, I'm actually not – I need a break. I definitely need a rest. I talk about these two um, components as a real estate practitioner. For me, anyway, that over time are, are imperative. This thing called threshold and this thing called fight. 
you know, and, and, and you've got to have a high level of fight because what we do or what I do, particularly in the, the space I play at, you've got to have a high level of fight because you're, you're fighting for everything. If you're not fighting for uh, a listing, you're fighting for a staff member. If you're not fighting for a staff member, you're fighting with a supplier. You're not fighting with a supplier, you're fighting with – you just – you've got to fight everyone, right? It's not to say fight to kill all the time, but you just got to – you've got to have – high level of fight and the other side is the patience and the threshold and being able to obviously um absorb everything and for me that's so high level now it's not just listings and sales which i've not only ramped up but it's also irrespective of the management i've got a place in the office everything comes to me at the end of the day and i have people to mitigate that but um when it gets to the sharp end of it you know it all it all falls on me so at the moment my fight and my threshold are like gone and even some so I'm, I, I definitely need that refreshment and that regeneration but when I come back I come back dangerous you know and so and and, and this sort of structure that I've got in, in place for what's next with the office with the brand with with the new agent attacking this this Wallara Pato with, with all this this commercial agent I signed papers with a a top commercial guy today who is actually going to head up um, TRG Commercial. You know, for all these all of these exciting ventures that are going to come in, I'm going to come back really fresh and just attack them all with, uh, you know, excitement. So, no, I'm not scared. I'm excited, actually. Tired, but excited. <laughs> um, so on Lux Listings, we saw people sending you hampers and things like that continually because they want to come and work with you. Um What's what are you looking for in a person? Like, because I'm sure there are people with pens now going, I want to come and work for 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 TRG. So um tell us what are you looking for? Well, hit me up, man, because um really contact me and, and show me your one because Rose Bay's got 50 seats, Wallara's got 25, that's 75, we're about 30 strong. So so we, we've got a lot of seats. What what I look for hunger. I look for people who walk the walk. Not just not just talk the talk. Um, it's so easy to drop me a message because I'm so accessible, and that's just the way of the world, you know. Whether it's through the likes of LinkedIn, Instagram, email, text message, um, I don't. I kind of ignore those messages I get. The ones I look at are the ones who follow me up and don't take no for an answer. Because the equivalent of that is when they're when they're in their practice and working as an agent, they're also not going to take no for an answer. And you know the the lux listings. Hampers you saw was actually modeled off Oliver Williams, who now works for me. He's a he's a boy who who was from uh, Orange. He's a country boy, and um, he'd seen an episode of Real Estate Diaries, and like he'd hit me up on on email and text message, and just wanted to have a meeting and a catch up. I was like, look, I'm busy, man. I'm like, like you know, not not interested. And um, and he got my attention because he sent these fruit hampers to the office and but like he said over the course of three months maybe six or seven and then after like the six or seventh hamper I was like all right let's meet him and this six foot five kid from Orange walks into my office <laughs> it's quite funny and we, we sat down and, and we had we had a good conversation and I didn't actually have anything at the time because we know space has been an issue here because we're, we're packed like sardines right now um, but I said look as soon as an opportunity comes up I'm putting you in and an opportunity came up I called him that night he's been here now a year and a half and he was the top performing associate for the last six months of last year with no real estate experience and the top performing associate of the last six months um, is Matt Kemeny who's also my guy uh, who also wasn't in real estate two years ago so I'm, I definitely have noticed 
these guys come in without any experience who are young, hungry, or girls, not just guys for them. And I want, I want both, you know, I don't want to pigeonhole it. And if they're serious about a career and ready to commit like these guys do, by no means is it easy, but if they've got that commitment, we can do some great things together. So that's what I look for. I look for like people who are not just talking about it, people who actually be about it and their actions map up kind of what they're saying. It's so easy to say, I want a career in real estate. I see a TV show. I see your, your Insta profile. I see all this stuff that really means nothing. So that determines that they want to be a real estate agent versus they're going to really kind of show me that they want it through, through actions. Yeah, I, I guess, um, you know, like I'm just thinking about what you just said about having a bit of fight in you. Um, you know, you really want to see that in people that you hire as well. I need to see the fight, man, like because I, I don't know if it's something with the way of the world or, or you got to fight for what you want. I feel like I've always fought, but I mean, I feel like the real fighting started when I when I opened Ray White TRG, you know, it just, and, and it hasn't stopped since and it's just leveled up, leveled up, leveled up. And it's when, you, when you're chasing really unique things or you're trying to get to unique levels, it's not supposed to be easy because everybody would be there. So you need to fight for that. And um, it's the same in real estate. You know, you want a listing, it's competitive. Um, you, you want to win a contract, you want to get a buyer in a tougher market, you've got you to fight. So, yeah. Speaking of unique, I keep hearing the phrase, well, I, I did, and it really stuck with me while I was watching the show, um, you know, the phrase, it's a TRG property, um, you know, and I think that that's really caught on. And, you know, for me, I, I wrote an article, actually, I think it's genius branding, because now people would be coming to you saying, do you think this is, do you think this is a TRG property? So can you just tell everyone what 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 is a TRG property first of all, and and how um, and how is it going for your brand in terms of attracting those types of properties? Your observation and attention to detail is phenomenal because, I mean, look, it's not a secret. I, I did the show not to to build a following on Instagram or or have people asking me for selfies. I did that show to build business. Period. You know, and people can say what they want, good or bad, about it, but it's it's had an enormous effect, a significantly positive effect on on my business in terms of revenue and also recruitment and putting me in the position to you know do do certain things that I am doing, like an unprecedented deal with Ray White in the residential space to be able to brand without a brand, if that's a way to phrase it. Um, and so going into the show, it was kind of it was it was well thought out ideas on how I could capitalized later on and and that was just one of them so whenever we came across you know a house that was essentially fit the bill of, of what we were targeting lux properties you know um pretty much high-end uh really really sexy even if they weren't really sexy but they were really expensive we'll, we'll also kind of say it um and it caught on and i, I remember season one talking to shani and, and taz whom um, you, you really get to meet in season three because it's all kind of based around their engagement they just got engaged and it catches on and I start to tell everybody and, that, and yeah, I have had people come to me in the marketplace and say, is this a TRG property? Is this a TRG property? So um, it works. And what's the brief for it? I guess, I guess the brand's been built to market luxury property. What's the definition of luxury property? It can either be in the finish or it can be in the value. You know, either or is going to is gonna fit the bill and, and most properties in the eastern suburbs, I guess, fit that bill, right? Um, but but it's, it's worked so far, yeah. So how do you handle listings that are not TRG properties without damaging the brand? How do you get out? How do you slowly go, you know, no, that's not, that's not it? Well, I think property prices in the East are, are, are so strong 
Every, every property is a TRG property it needs. <laughs> Fair enough. So it's kind of, it's it's there and it's vague enough. That's why you say like, what's the definition of it? It's not like a, it's not a, a rectangle box that you can't play outside of. And that's for that reason, right? So when we, when we come across really high in real estate, um, we can leverage off of that. And when it doesn't fit that bill, it's not going to affect us either. Um, and so like I said, yeah, it's, it's worked pretty well. Yeah. You and I have talked about some tricky topics over, over a period of time. And um, I'm going to bring one up now because there's just been a recent story about one of your team um, who's been stood down. And I remember, you know, like I remember when he came on board and stuff like that and everyone was so excited. So it's got to be hard for you losing one of your sort of OGs. Yeah. Nothing surprises me anymore, Sam. It's, um, I, I just wake, I wake up ready. Uh, I wake up ready to deal with anything and, you know, I've got to make decisions based on not necessarily just what suits me or what suits the business and what suits the people and the culture and protecting that is my top priority. It's like, I'm not going to pollute that in any way, shape or form. Um, Ed was, was stood down based off of uh, a non-related issue to his personal issues. I had no idea about the personal situation. I'm, it's not really my business. I'm not getting into it. Um, but, but whatever was happening personally was having an effect internally, which then affected, you know, it was starting to have an effect on, on the internal situation. And that's when I had to step in and say, hey, look, um, I think you need to take some time. And that's just what I've done. So we'll see how that plays out. You know, I've known Evan a long time. I, I do wish him all the best and hope that he, he does sort everything out. And, and if and when he does, you know, uh, I'm going to be there to, to have a conversation with him. It's like I said before, this, this is not supposed to be easy. If you're playing in a rare airspace, is what I call it, right? You're, you're bound to, you just, you're bound to deal with challenges. It's just, the universe has to balance. It can't be all good. And there is so much good. You know, there, there are even times when I'm like, this is too good. I'm like, right now, there are too, there are too many good things happening. This is way too good. Something's about to hit. Tragedy's about to hit somewhere, somehow, and I need to be prepared. And so, you know, I'm definitely not cynical. I'm an optimistic, very positive person, as you know, but I'm a realist. And, you know, like I say, waking up every day prepared for anything to happen and phenomenal people around me to help deal with it when, when it does. Just, just something that goes in that category. Yeah. Well, what I was going to ask you is, you know, is it harder to be a real estate agent or a leader? I don't find either hard. You know, I, I just, I think I'm a natural born leader. I think I've been a leader since I was a kid. You know, and 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 just starting my own firm and, and watching it grow and the plans I got for the future is obviously, you know, the, the desire to do more of that grows and grows and grows the deeper I go, as challenging as it is. But I like being challenged because I like learning and I like developing as an individual. And there's nothing like being a leader and a real estate agent for that fact that teaches you more about yourself and about people and just, just prepares you. So um, I, I just... Because that's what I do, I don't find it hard. Like, I find it hard to, um, you know, uh, cook a five-star meal. You know, <laughs> I, mean? like, I, I, you know, cook some gourmet food. You know, like I find that hard. I find it hard to be, um, at this point in my life, a parent. So, like, respect to all the parents out there, and, and you know, that's huge responsibility to me. Like, so it just depends where you're at. Like, you know, some parents of, of three or four. Would look, would look at what I do on a daily basis and the problems I solve and the, the plates I spin and, and where I'm taking and say, 
can't believe you do that. But then I turn around and say, well, you're the real MVP because I couldn't picture myself doing that right now. So, I mean, being a leader and being a real estate agent is what I do. And um, lead, lead, lead from, the, from the front, man. Yeah, we'll just say for, for, for most mere mortals, neither are easy. Like, you know, <laughs> takes, it takes hard work. Yeah. Something else that's not easy, and this only occurred to me, I, like, as I said, I did write an article, I think it was called Five Marketing Lessons from Lux Listing Sydney, and I think I'd picked out some of the really positive branding angles that I could, you know, like one being the TRG property and, and everyone seems to have a personal brand. Anyway, I, I got a few ugly comments on it, you know, like like I like I didn't get that out of Lux Listing Sydney. They're just, you know, full of hot air and blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you can picture it. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, you should see the comments I get. You should, you should see some of the stuff that comes my way. Um, I, was, I was actually surprised. I, I expected a hell of a lot worse. So, I mean, look, that's not the invite for people to throw their shit at me because I never uh, – I never respond to it anyway, but um, yeah, you should see some of the stuff I get. Well, yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. Is you know, like if I if I got that, imagine um, imagine imagine what you get. How how do you deal with it? Water off a duck's back for me, man. It's like your belief needs to be stronger than than their doubt. You know, and that's just nothing I've ever struggled with. Like I've just been a believer since. Since day one, before anything, before you know, I just had a level of belief when I when I learned the business and got an understanding as an assistant that um, I was going to do some great things in the space. And it's not that's not fake, that's authentic, and it's not it's not an arrogant statement. It's just that, like like I, I I could tell it was it was coming naturally to me, and I could tell that it was something that you know I was I was going to do. And um, you just got to block out the noise, and that's an art, and you've got to really like. Going back to what I said before, I understand the universe needs to balance itself out. There's not going to, you know, the, the positive comments I get, right, and the love and the, the daily inboxes, it's full on. And the key is like not, don't buy into to the hype so much, you know what I mean? So don't get too high when everyone's telling you how great you are and all of this sort of stuff. And then, and then just not going too low when people people attack you because they're going to attack you. So it's just just remaining center and trying to trying to master this art of like being the rock in the ocean when the waves come and crash, being that immovable force. And it's something I'm I'm still mastering, but I'm getting very good at. I look, I definitely have my days like when it's when it's when you can move me. There are some days you can move me, and I I, I lose it. But um, but I've gotten a hell of a lot better at it, you know, and it, it is just kind of understanding that. Yeah, I hear you. So I've got some questions from some of our readers or listeners. Like, let's let's sort of park the serious stuff and go for some fun stuff. What do you reckon? Sure, let's do it. All right, these aren't my questions. Just so you know. <laughs> no problem. I won't judge you. The first question is: How much money did you make from the Bonds commercial? Not enough. <laughs> That, that commercial got some really good mileage, man. They should have paid me much more. You know, it's another it, it's another space that I'm new in, right? So it's like I've got a lot of people reaching out, hey, do this brand, this brand ambassador sort of stuff, and you do what you can and you pick the ones that – like I found that Bonds thing fun and it was, it was also a profile-building exercise, right, because like how many real estate agents do that and it was real estate-related and it positioned me as – 
um, you know, an expert in the field. And it was just, there's a, everything I do is always very well thought out from a marketing perspective, right? So, uh, but yeah, the answer is not enough. I thought it was cute. I can, I can say that, can't I? Of course you can. Yeah. Some people want to know why you stay with Ray White when it's pretty clear that you could have gone out on your own. I mean, I feel like I know the answer to this question. Um, you know, like I, you've talked about Kobe Bryant before and spending your whole your, your whole season at one club. Um, and you've also talked about the need to be competitive, like, you know, that Ray White is, is, the, is the NBA, whereas some of the other competitions are kind of like not the NBA, let's just say. <laughs> I love the Whites. I gotta, I, you know, like Dan White is a dude. You know, he's just a, I mean, I look at, I look at what I do, you know, and, and, and struggle with it. You talk about fight threshold and the fact I need a break. And you look at his level and he is so cool, calm, collected. And he's just, you could learn so much from him. So first and foremost is that, that relationship there that's just gone from strength to strength in the last three years, right? It's really blossomed. And then the second point, it's like you said, it's like, let's say that I, I continue to build, you know, these offices that I feel well, Aaron, I feel Rose Bay, which I will do in, you know, two or three years, however long it's going to take me. And I have 75 staff. It's like, well, do I want to compete with 75 staff? And do my staff want to compete with 75 staff? Or do we want to compete with 20,000 agents nationally? Um, and I think what the White family have done is created the, the, the best real estate community in the country. Without fail, you can't. You just can't look at it. And no, no one comes close. None of the franchises, none of the brands. They're, they're not even in the conversation because a lot of them are dying off. Whereas Ray White continues to evolve and gain market share. Right. So you know, for me, and, and when I say real estate community, it's for the likes of uh, Loan Market, White Partners, HTL Property, Ray White as a business. Now TRG. It's a it's a community. It's not just Ray White. That's why I say the White family. And I think there is a lot of benefit benchmarking in, in a much larger community versus say those 75 people, because it's helpful when I can look at my business, say, you know, three years down the track with 30 employees and say, how, how am I tracking versus business, say in Gold Coast, the number one business in Gold Coast, it's been around 20 years with 200 employees, you know, per capita, how are we doing? Are we on the right track? Are we ahead? Are we behind? There's precedence that if you use it to your advantage, you can follow and benefit from it. And, and those sorts of resources, I just never want to go without. The recognition programs, the get-togethers when we all get together. I mean, I value all of that stuff. And obviously, um, with the revised deal, the, the fee I'm paying is nowhere near what... Um, you know, it was before. So there's a very, there's a very mutually beneficial deal here now at the table for everybody, not just myself in my office. I mean, it makes sense because they're not providing the branding. They don't have to dedicate the time to watching what I do. They're not, I'm doing all of that stuff now. So it's all just a good solution for everybody. And um, that's why I stayed with it. I had wondered about that actually just sort of, you know, like darting back into my own little musings about the situation because Ray White have an amazing back end. Like there is, amazing. I know, you know, Macra and I sort of talk a lot and, um, and so, you know, it feels to me like you've got the best of both worlds now, which is your own brand and, and a world-class back end, if you like, that's bad. That's bad language, isn't it? No, no, I think, I think this is <laughs> 
Mac is like Mac is my coach, right? Like my personal real estate coach. I use him. I don't, I don't know if people know they don't know. Like I work really closely with him. Uh, he's a big reason for that that month I had in May because when the gear shifted and it was getting tough, you know, even I was somewhat conditioned by this crazy market we've seen in the last two years. So he really helped getting me on track. Shout out to him. Um, for people who get it, they'll look at the deal and describe it just like you did, which is exactly what it is. It is the best of both worlds. It's a hybrid. Um, it's absolute poetry. And those who don't get it just don't get it. And I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for me, I'm very comfortable with where it's landed. Um, and, you know, hopefully it's the, the future. It doesn't change from here. Yeah. Speaking of the future and back to the fun questions, when's Remy back and how are you getting along with the little guy? Uh, he's, he's my nemesis. I went to his baptism yesterday. Yeah. On um, which which is great. He's like he's such a, he's such a big boy. He's um, I reckon in a couple of months he'll be bigger than me. He's <laughs> he's he's such a, he's, he's such a he's such a cutie. Like, but he definitely has taken um, all of her attention. And um, like we were at a, we were at a photo shoot the other week, and just natural force of habit, I was like. Rem, can you grab me a coffee? She looked at me. She's like, um, I've got to go look after my child, Gap. And I was like, yeah, I don't think she's ever said that to me in like, you know, forever. But um, she starts August 1st. And what's, what's very exciting about her starting back up is I had to sacrifice Remy for the greater good of the business when we opened because I needed someone for marketing. And I knew that that was a very important part of the process that had very little room for error. And one great thing about Remy is she rarely makes an error. She is, you know, even, even more so now appreciative than ever before. And, you know, I've always appreciated, appreciated her. She is just such a huge asset. Um, so I had to sacrifice her when we started to put her in marketing to run that side of it. Now the business, we've got people in marketing, we've got people in HR, we've got chief of staff, grand ruler, we've got a lot of people in a lot of good positions. Um, and I found I've got a lot of people doing a few things for me. So I'm just centralizing it completely. She'll be um, my EA. The only person I'll talk to is her. And then she'll talk to people, you know. So we're peeling it way back to, to the OG, which is a, a better phrase for you using it. It's just going to be me and her. And I just, I, can't, I cannot wait because no one knows me better than her. So it's going to be awesome. Yeah, amazing. Speaking of um, speaking of women, actually, last time when we talked, you mentioned that Simon had been spoken for, so we we can't put him forward for the Bachelor. But what about you? Have you had time for someone special in your life? Simon is actually he broke up with that girl. I think they lasted about two weeks. Oh, I'm calling Osha now. Well, call Osha, <laughs> get, get him, get him on there. I I was actually at the time I was dating someone. I'm funny enough. I'm still dating her, and I've, I've only been I've been with her for. I've been faithful now for six months. Did you hear that? That was the sound of hearts breaking yeah. all over Australia. Yeah. That's been that's been the longest tenure for me for like ten years. So I'm I'm pretty happy with her. It's like you know go go through challenges like most people, and she gets my process, which I think is the biggest challenge. Um, and I'm I'm enjoying it, man. Where she's coming with me to Europe um, next month, and um, we'll see how it goes. You know. Okay, so you're out. I won't won't yeah. tell Osher about you, but but Simon. Simon's in, you got to get him. Look, I definitely think, you know, before I leave this space, I want to cross over between the bachelor and real estate like a proper one. You make sure you get make sure you get a fee on that too if you meet a nice girl. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah.
<laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay, so you you mentioned that you just had your biggest month ever, eighty four million in in a month. How do you balance leadership with listing? Because you know that must be tricky. Because you know, like even we saw in Lux Listings with Kai, interesting scene where he wanted to go work with Monica. I mean, I'm sure that there was a bit of that was was kind of staged. But I did like the way that he could say, you know, you're beautiful in every in thirty languages or something. <laughs> that was that was like gold. But um, how do you manage that leadership with, you know, being there to support your team? It's, it's having the energy to do it. It's having the, the determination to do it. And it's just understanding like when to push, when to pull. There comes a time when, um, you know, I've got to put things on my back and I've got to say like Lux Listings, the filming was wrapped kind of last year. So not that it was, not that I, I did you both really well at the time, but um, I just kind of let the team know as a courtesy, maybe in the next four to six weeks, I'm not going to, be able to respond to you as quickly as I usually do, but I always will respond and, and kind of pre-frame it like I'm really going to lock into the selling side of things, but, you know, always still still be there. So it's just being on from morning till night, committing to it. I have no other distractions when we talk about things like, you know, I'm not married, I'm not, I don't have kids, I'm not, I'm, I, my commitment is this, you know, you talk about the leadership thing and the real estate agent thing, and that's that's my commitment. And I have no other distractions outside of that. Everything, as you know, from a team perspective is outsourced, it's managed in my life. So it allows me to just hone in and make sure that um, I don't fall short in any area. And I have it. Like when you look at the likes of Lux and these things, which some people would maybe have thought would have been a distraction, it wasn't. I managed it. It wasn't easy, but I managed it. I had a major injury start of the year with a, a bulging disc pinched nerve that, you know, I wasn't sleeping for three months, which was major adversity. Um, you know, the likes of the deal, the negotiation for this deal, for the rebrand, you know, people, people knew what went into this stuff. It's like, I mean, they just see the uh, the article and, you know, pretty picture um, and think, oh, cool, you know, but but the work, the I's you've got to dot, the T's you've got to cross. And so I'm just, just evolving and, and, and learning and just getting better and better and, uh, and, and better. So um, you, you just... No room forever. I make a deal with myself. The deal with myself is I'm not going to let one area of my life suffer if I'm going to take on a commitment somewhere else. And then it's it's up to myself to honour that that commitment, and I always do. And, and I think you know that too. So yeah, we definitely do. What we don't know, however, is is it true that you have Fiji water in your fridge and Bollinger in your freezer? <laughs> That's true. But that, I didn't write these questions. Oh no, no, that's that is that is true. I've got um well I've got an ambassador deal with Fiji, right? So you probably I mean on the podcast when I push it, we always drink it. So um We'll put a link in the show notes for Fiji water. It's artesian water. It tastes better, man. I'm telling you, it's just on the <laughs> But why? But hang on a second. It, like, a, if there is Bollinger in the freezer, doesn't it just get frozen, or does Bollinger not freeze? Is this something that I have not known all my life? Well, no, I put it in the fridge. I don't know where the, the freezer comes from, but um, I mean, you could put it in. The, it, it could potentially pop in the freezer. I'd be careful with that. I keep it in the fridge. Yeah, I would too. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be risking good champagne on my freezer. Uh, keep the keep the volley in the fridge. Keep the volley in the fridge. Absolutely. Second last question. Um, Season three of Lux Listings, can you give us any hints of what might be coming? It's unreal. Like I watched it last week and um, for me anyway, it was by far the best. Like in terms of deals, action, storyline, um, 
cinematography, houses, like Simon and Monica, you know, interacted a house with um, a bowling alley on the rooftop. Um, for me, it's like you really see, you see, I feel like it's the most in-depth look to what I do on a daily basis because it really covers off on uh, me listing and selling the most out of all three series, which is what I love. It covers recruitment. It covers me training agents. So agents get an idea of kind of the, the complexity of the practice. And then it also shows the whole process with me, um, you know, acquiring the site at Rose Bay, how I did it. So you've kind of got a little bit of everything there going into it. It's, um, I, yeah, I'm excited for it. It's, it's a cool series. Yeah, well, I can't, I can't wait to see what's in store for season three. And um, I just want to say thank you very much for taking the time out to chat to us about all of these things. You're always super generous with your time um, and your knowledge, and and we love having you as a friend of Elite Agent. Um, if there was one piece of advice or one thing that you'd like to leave everyone with today, what would it be? I heard a quote the other day that um, I loved, and I know it's a little bit. Um, cliche but I'm going to leave you on it it was like whenever I hear a good quote that I find inspirational I've got like a drafts list on my phone and so if I open up an email and if I'm ever feeling like I need a bit of a kick or a bit of a lift or a pick-me-up I'll go around I've got like these I've got pages and pages of all these quotes um the quote was the top of one mountain is the bottom of the next keep climbing and um that's just a metaphor for my life man I think it's progression based. I've always told you, you've always known since the beginning, I haven't changed that fiber. And it's like, what's next? You know, you do, you do something great, you achieve something great and you got to go to the next thing. And so never get too, like I said before, too high or too low, just do it well. And if you don't do it well, learn and, um, and hit the next baby, hit the next. Yeah, well, it's absolutely been a, a privilege, really, from my point of view to watch all of this. And I'm so glad I can say I, I knew him when. Yeah, thank you very much. I, I appreciate that. But with the what's going to happen next is the the next ten years is going to be here, right? It's all been prepped for that. So I, I'm I'm very humbled that you do say that. Um, you're going to enjoy the next ten years. Absolutely, I'm sure I will. Gavin Rubenstein, thank you so much. Thank you for your interest. Lovely day. Thanks, guys. All the best. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Elevate Podcast. With thanks to connectnow.com.au. Don't forget to get access to all of Elite Agent's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast. Visit joinEliteAgent.com. 